Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. But it was awesome. I mean, the the Groot... Anytime Groot's on screen, it's amazing. Hell, the opening three minutes, five minutes, Mm -hmm. whatever that is... We're, we're spoiling really quickly. We're spoiling Guardians of the Galaxy real quick. So if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, stop listening right now. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Too bad. Go. The opening five minutes, again, I don't want to ruin it for Pat, but that, if if you watch those opening five minutes and you're not into it, mm-hmm. you should just get up and leave because you're not going to like it. Okay. But the opening five minutes, they're awesome. Okay, cool. They definitely know how to do that. They'll suck you in and you, you're in. You're in in those five minutes. <laughs> okay. Can I can I say something that's not going to spoil it? And for so Pat what's your name? And already less than two minutes in, I've got something to add. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bo. Mm-hmm. She does. There you go. That's I'm not arguing with you. Um, <laughs> can I say my favorite line from the movie? Oh yeah. And I don't think it'll spoil it for Pat at all because he will have no clue. Nah. I'm freaking Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> When, yes. you, when you see it. Now I'm curious. You know, <laughs> no, like, like, dude, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you like Mary Poppins. Uh, is Mary Poppins cool? Yeah. yeah. Mary Poppins is cool. Yeah. I'm freaking Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. That's funny. When you see it. You know. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Yeah, that's, a, that's another good one. I'll give you that mm-hmm. one. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. The cast was... I have to admit, the cast was great. Although... Yeah. I see, I don't know. Again, I don't want to... Kurt Russell was good? Good addition? Yes, but you know what I thought? And you can you can mm. tell me I'm crazy. Is it funnier in a sort of existential sci-fi way if it's Jeff Bridges instead of Kurt Russell? Maybe. I want like about halfway through the movie I find myself wanting it to be Jeff Bridges. Can yeah. you say why? I'm not Tron. I wanted that. See, I can't. I can't tell him why. Oh, is it gonna? Is it gonna ruin? If okay. I tell you why, it mm-hmm. makes sense in a weird like. Okay. Again, it's that total existential sci-fi. Like, okay, that'd be funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> not for any real reason. I'm not like, you know. Right. But if that were. Mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, Ben Browder from Farscape was the gold dude was fun too. Oh yeah. For like second, mm-hmm. it took me a minute too. I'm like, I yeah. know that voice. I looked at my brother. Like, I, I, we know that guy. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me. He's like, it took me far too long. Mm-hmm. And I got it. I'm like, aha! I know who it is. So we're actually going to do, I think we're going to try to do a Guardians of the Galaxy show at some point soon. That might even be our next one. So we'll find a time in our busy, busy schedules to get together and do that Fantastic. at some point. But, yeah. um, I need to see that movie. So, yeah, 3D so, I, so I did the 3D IMAX. Okay. Because had a, I had a gift card to Regal. So okay. the new seats at Regal. Not bad. Okay. Um, not, at least in the IMAX. I haven't been in the rest of the theaters. Okay. 
Not power reclining I still, like I, AMC. I still can't. I still can't get into the 3D. Mm. Yes, I've gone to a few. Uh, so mm. It definitely takes. A, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Will loves it. Okay. So I'm, you know, make concessions sometimes. Okay. This was a. I can't say this was a good one to see in, um, in 3D because okay. I felt like they could have made more use of it than they did. Okay. But there were certainly some really cool spots where they were like, okay, okay. we're gonna do this in 3D, so we're mm. gonna do this and this and that and this. In the corn is popping in your face in the 3D. <laughs> exactly. That's not how 3D Fun. works, Chef. But so they're they're reclining leather, but they're not the power recliners like you get at AMC. They're sort of like a a push recline. I don't know. It's different. No, oh, okay. it doesn't have a footrest. Like either. my recliner at home. Yeah, okay. sort of, but it doesn't have a footrest either. No so the seat no. just sort of goes back. Okay. And what I don't know is if the rest of the theaters got the same seats, or if they have the power ones. But you would think the IMAX hmm. would have the premium stuff. You so would think so. Since you're paying now, extra. They also chopped off five theaters. You walk okay. in, Regal now. To the left, it's just theaters one through four. This is in yeah. Vernon Hills, or this is... Uh, uh, Lincoln Charter. Lincoln Charter. Oh, well, you know why they chopped them off. Hmm. Oh, you don't know? Well, tell your story, because now I have new movie news. Oh, he knows. From someone that is in district. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. okay. So you walk in, you go to the left, and theaters one through four. Yeah. The right is IMAX, and then five through 15. It's very strange. Huh. So they lost five theaters. Yeah. And I had heard they'd redone some stuff and made some smaller to accommodate the larger seats yeah. and whatnot, so... I don't think I haven't been there in years. What you got? Condos. No stuff. Or huh. apartments. Interesting. Huh. It is all tore up over there. Like, half yeah. the parking lot's fenced off. They're oh, doing really? something. I know for me to just sit there and say condos or apartments, that's like a gross difference. No, no, but, but, I, but a it, building it of going mixed building of some dwelling kind. type yes. things. Okay. Into that school district and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. And, yeah. Okay. That's interesting that they would put... I wonder what kind of a zoning nonsense they had to go through back there. Because that's all commercial. There's a hotel... And there's an office building. If if I was single, I would live in an apartment right next to the movie theater. Well, yeah, I was going to say, that's a good thing. Yeah. Then if I could have an adjoining suite that would just allow me to walk right in. Buy a yearly movie pass thing and yeah. just go see a movie. Like, uh-huh. what am I doing tonight? I'm bored. Ooh, see that was movie. when I used to work at the movie theater. That was... Sure. They were like... We'll go back to one of our earlier conversations. I don't need overtime. Just let me in and let me go see movies. That's, I'm, I'm good with fine. that. Yeah, there are certain things that you would give it up for. Right. Right. Time off during the day when no one else is off. <clears throat> All right. Well, you are listening to the 30-something movie podcast. And as you can probably tell by now, I do have Bo. Yo. And Pat. Hey. Uh, Dennis might be showing up a little bit. I think he had something going on with his kids. Yep. Something going on. So yep. Yep. Um, yep. I think he was going to see if he could try to show up a little bit later. Um, we were going to have a special guest. I don't know if she's going to end up listening or not. But uh, Janine, well, one of our friends, Janine was going to join us. She's not able to join us. So there was almost... A, a woman's touch brought to the podcast. That would be refreshing. Um, Lord knows in, we need it. In which okay. she replied, well, you'll just have to settle for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss but, you, Janine. But we love Janine. So, Janine, yeah. if you're listening, we love you. Yes. And we'll actually, I will see you a little bit later tonight because we're going to go play trivia. Um, but, uh, so, this is the 30-something movie podcast. And this time around, we are on Pat's favorite movie of all time, Less Than Zero. Uh, this... Okay, we're not going to get into too much of a discussion. I just need a a very simple, very quick answer from you so we can move on to our new movie news. Pearl Harbor or Less Than Zero? Which one's worse? Pearl Harbor. Okay. All right. I just want to see, like, where we're sitting with 
with this whole thing. Yeah. But we'll get into it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So very, very quickly, before we get into our new movie news uh, stuff that's going on here, um, we have, uh, do we do want to just say we do spoil the events. So we've already kind of spoiled Guardians of the Galaxy 2 a little bit. Um, so if you don't want to be spoiled by our discussion, so make sure that uh, maybe you go see the movie and then, or if... Uh, if you ask Pat, he would tell you not to go see the movie. Uh, yeah, um, I'll go see the movie. But uh, go see the movie first, and then you can come on back and listen. And also, if you have a chance to, please leave us a review on iTunes if you're enjoying the show. We would like to find out uh, what you're enjoying about the show. And if you've got any other feedback for us, we'd love to hear that. So go leave us a review on iTunes and tell some friends about the show. All right. Very, very quickly, new movie news stuff. Um, I have three things, and I don't know. I can set a timer for this, but I don't really think it'll take... A ridiculously long amount of time. Um, so first one I've got is, did either of you guys ever watch the movie uh, The Edge of Tomorrow? Or, because you might not know it by that name, uh, it was also referred to as Live, Die, Repeat. This was a movie with a horrible marketing campaign. Yes. Because they changed the title of the movie like halfway through. Yes. This was like, what, 2014-ish? Yes. It was Tom Cruise and was it Emily Blunt? It is. Yes. And um, good movie. I, I, I saw it. It was a good movie. Heard good things. Yeah. Seen parts of it, mm-hmm. like on TV or something. And Excuse I've been like, me. what in the hell is this and how did yeah. I miss it? Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. So I liked him. Bill Paxson's in it, too. He is. Um, and uh, so good movie. And it's a little bit of a, um, oh, kind of like a alien war type movie remind me a little bit of like a a little bit of like a starship troopers yeah it's um, this was back when tom cruise was like doing everything yeah yeah edge of tomorrow edge of tomorrow yeah. was one of the titles and then they changed the titles this is why i don't think it did very well in the theater because it came out as edge of tomorrow and then for some reason they decided after all the movie posters had gone out after there had been trailers for the thing and i don't remember how close it was to the actual release of the movie all of a sudden, at the very last minute, they decided to come out and call it Live, Die, Repeat. I don't know why. I've never, I, I personally have never heard of that happening with a movie before where they changed the title so mm-hmm. close to release time. So then people were just confused. They were like, oh, I, what happened to Edge of Tomorrow? This thing's called Live, Die, Repeat. I don't know what I, uh. I think that was kind of the response. <clears throat> and so I think critically, it, it did well. Critics seemed to like it. Um, I didn't go see it in the theater, but I think a lot of people were saying they would have expected it to have done better had they not had this really weird, messed up marketing campaign. Well, yeah, think about when we heard about the reshoots for Rogue One. We were all like, oh, come right. on. Right. So, so, yeah, so there was that. So, I think it ended up, I think for home video release, it is now referred to as Live, Die, Repeat, colon, The Edge of Tomorrow. So I think that's now its official title. Well, now they've said there's going to be a sequel. Okay. And I think whoever ran their marketing campaign initially... Has been sacked? Ha- no. I think they were tasked with coming up with the title for the sequel. Oh, no. Because title for the sequel, at least so far, is Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. No. Yeah. That's at least the title as of right now, is Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. You're... You're messing with my head right no. now. No, which makes me think, it makes me think, can't even speak English anymore because it sounds so stupid. Um, it's like the dumb and dumber. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But this is an action movie with aliens. It's not meant to sound stupid. Yeah. Um, did anyone see it? 
See which one? The first one? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, because I was going to say, the premise looks really cool. Oh, yeah. It is it is cool. It's like a, it is like a, it's a little bit, it's kind of weird. It's a little bit of like a Starship Troopers mixed in with um, Groundhog. Groundhog Day. I because can tell he's, you because why. Because it's a, it's a time, the aliens have like this time thing. I don't want to give up too too give too much away. The aliens have this time thing that they can control, and he gets stuck in a time loop. So he's able to kind of train himself to be a better soldier, but he dies like every time. It's almost like a video game. It's like yeah. you keep dying, but you learn from the life you had before. Huh. And since he's stuck in this time loop, he can keep improving and improving and improving, and he remembers, uh, he remembers what's happened before to the yeah. point where he can now use that knowledge. So it is a little bit like a Groundhog Day where he can use that knowledge as he gets further on to try to figure out, all right, I'm either going to be stuck in this loop forever or... I can use this knowledge to actually stop these things right. and destroy these aliens. So it's a, yeah, it is actually a really good movie. I liked it. Gotcha. But I just I heard about the uh, heard about the sequel coming out today, and then I read the title of the sequel, and I'm like, I at least have to mention this and just see if I'm crazy or does this sound stupid to other people too? The title for the sequel sounds mm-hmm. a little crazy. Okay, I'm just saying. That's that's kind of what I was feeling. All right. Okay. Second one. Uh, there apparently is a new Hellboy movie that is coming out. Did oh. you ever watch the Hellboy movies? Yeah, I think okay. I watched them both. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. them. The Golden yeah. Army and uh, just the original Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently there's a third one coming out. Oh, fun. Um, Ron Perlman is not going to be Hellboy. Hmm. Um, and Benicio del Toro, not Benicio del Toro, um, Guillermo, Guillermo, I cannot talk today. I've Obviously. Talking, I've been talking all day, cannot talk anymore. Guillermo del Toro uh, is not going to direct. So it's going to be a new director, huh. going to be a new actor, and they apparently are looking at, uh, what was his name, David Harbour. Um, he was the cop in Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. So they're looking at they're looking at him to possibly play Hellboy in this new movie. Huh. So I'm fine with that. I was a fan. I, I read the Hellboy comics mm-hmm. growing up, and I liked the movies. I liked Golden Army. I liked the original Hellboy. Um, so I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys watched it, but did you watch them? Did you watch the Hellboy movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I like them a lot. They're fun. So, and I'm fine with that. I kind of, when I first saw that they were going to talk about doing a, because Ron Perlman, I think a few months ago in an interview said, no, the Hellboy 3 is not going to happen. <laughs> Never going to happen. And then when I saw this, that they were talking about was, doing a sequel, what do you mean is, happen with me. I'm not going to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I was trying to think, all right, well, who do they get to play Hellboy then? Because he looks, like, he looks like a Hellboy. He's got mm-hmm. the he's got the physique. He's a, yeah. But then this guy, he's kind of a big guy too. So yeah. I'm 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 kind of okay with that. I'm okay with Hellboy. I was, they were fun movies. Make more mm-hmm. fun movies. And, mm-hmm. You know, not everything can have the depth and intrigue of Less Than Zero. I right. Mean, we got to have some stuff that we enjoy. Oh, you're. You sarcastic saucy boy. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, yeah. front, I kind of feel about Hellboy like I feel about Sherlock Holmes yeah. with. Uh, oh, here you go, Sherlock Holmes with um, Robert Downey Jr. With Robert Downey Jr. They're yeah. just fun movies. I enjoy watching them. The characters are, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. So yeah, man, make some more Hellboy movies. Okay, here's here's my last one because, um, and I I've heard bits and pieces of this over the last few months, um, and I've been listening to. There's this really really good podcast. I mean. You guys know, and, and people who listen may know that I've mentioned this before, that The Rocketeer is one of my favorite movies yes. ever. The Rocket Who? The Rocket Who? I call him a Rocket Boy. Rocket Man. He's got a cool plane. Yeah, he does. 
really excellent podcast. I would recommend this podcast to anybody. And actually, the episode I was listening to today, they were interviewing Billy Campbell, the guy who played the Rocketeer, nice. the actor. Um, but it's called the Rocketeer Minute. Oh. And they're doing, did you ever listen to any of the podcasts that were the Star Wars Minute? No. Okay. So the premise of the podcast and the Rocketeer guys are doing the same thing. The originals a few years ago were the Star Wars Minute. And mm-hmm. what they did, and I'm trying to remember, I think they started with episode one, Phantom Menace, maybe. The premise of their show is each episode of their podcast is the is one minute of the movie. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. so for them to get through Star Wars episode one, if that's a, what is that, 130? 25 minute movie, 130. Yeah, so it's going to be 130 some episodes for them to get through The Phantom Menace. So, how long, okay, so for a minute of film, how much podcast do they record? Uh, Anywhere between a half hour and an hour. Wow. So, I mean, they end up talking about, well, so these guys, they do called the Rocketeer Minute. They're doing the same thing. So, the Rocketeer is maybe like 105 minutes, 110 minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so each, so far, I think I'm up to minute number seven or eight, something like that. Um, but these guys, one of the guys actually works up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin at the experimental flight place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love that place. So like he'll go into the bits and pieces of when you see, like during one of the minutes where you see a lot of the airplanes, especially the very beginning of the movie, he will go through and he will tell you, yes, this is accurate. Like you see the dials here or the maneuver that they're doing, or, and he'll give some of the history of the background of the planes and be like, you know, this plane actually, when it came out in 1938 or whatever, uh, was the fastest plane ever. Like even the military didn't have planes this fast. And, and this is accurate because the pilot actually couldn't see anything. They were flying, you know, by instruments only. And he has a can't GDR see anything. one, I believe. Yeah. Did he talk about like the you know the the one guy that was able to fly it successfully and all that kind of stuff? And they were, I mean, they go through and they talk about. I mean, he this the one guy in particular has a really like an encyclopedic knowledge of flight history and pilots and so it's a it's a really cool show. Cool. And, and most of their episodes are anywhere from like a half hour to about. 45 minutes to an hour, anywhere anywhere between a half hour to an hour. Um, and they've talked to, um, you know, they, they seem to have some connections with some people that are in, like, the movie music industry. So they talked to somebody about the music at the beginning and James Horner, James Horner and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just the, you know, his knowledge of, you know, his knowledge of the... Uh, the airplane stuff, and it seems like they have a pretty decent knowledge of, like, the 1930s and 1940s and and all that. So, highly recommend that one. Um, But that's what made me think of this other new movie news thing, is they are going to be, or at least it has been announced, that they have a sequel to The Rocketeer in the works. Yeah. It is supposedly going to take place six years after the original Rocketeer. So, the original Rocketeer, um, uh, Cliff Secord, is missing. And the new Rocketeer will be a young African-American girl. Okay. So, I don't know. When I hear about that, like, this is one of those movies where when when I hear, like, they're going to do a sequel, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. first one was, I mean, would I love to see more? Absolutely. Don't want them to mess with what I love about the first one? Eh, Probably not. Yeah. I will be curious to see... One of my first knee-jerk reactions is, are they doing this just because, you know, it seems like a lot of movies now we're we're throwing in, um, we're doing a remake so that we can put women in instead of men, Mm -hmm. like the new Ghostbusters and all that, which I like the new Ghostbusters, so I I don't have a problem with that. Um, 
I'm going to be curious to see how they handle this because I'm like, it, it's a period piece. It's the 1940s. So how are they going to do a young African-American female and still keep it within the bounds of aviation and mm-hmm. the 1940s? And I mean, I can, I can kind of run through in my head and be like, okay, well, here are some of the obstacles that she would have to overcome. But I also worry, are they going to make it seem unrealistic? Like, am I going to watch this movie and be like, no, a young African-American female would never be allowed to hold this kind of position in the 1940s or to do this kind of stuff in the 1940s. So, I, I mean, I guess that was Unless kind of my... Unless she's a flyer that's not allowed to fly and finds the rocket pack. And well, decides, see, that's what, yeah. You know, I mean... Yeah. So, I'll be curious to see. I mean, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that if they do it, they, they stay as faithful to the original as they can because mm-hmm. that's what I liked about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it kind of reminded me, and, and some other people's reactions I've seen reminded me of the reactions against the newest Ghostbusters. Yeah. That it was like they hated it just because it was women. Yeah, and then... And I was like, the, I'm not going that route. But. Well, right, and see, they even reworked that movie. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the reason that I thought that movie succeeded so well is that they didn't just say, okay, we're going to redo Ghostbusters with all females. Ghostbusters was such a... And we talked about this on our, our In the Vault thing where we talked about Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. That hinged so much on the comedic abilities of Bill Murray, uh, Harold Ramis, you know, uh, Dan Aykroyd and all that, with that impromptu kind of where they would play off of each other humor. It played so well to, the, to their strengths that you could never replicate that. Well, the new Ghostbusters movie doesn't try to. The, go- the new Ghostbusters movie plays to the, co- the, the comedy that the, the, the women that were in it, mm-hmm. that plays to their strengths. Right. And see, that's why I like that movie is that it did, yeah, sure, it was, you can't call it not a remake, but it wasn't like they were just trying to redo Ghostbusters or, you know, what was the knockout when they redid Conan. Okay, mm-hmm. well, there's no, there's no, nothing new here. They're just going to take Conan and there's another guy with muscles and he's going to swing a sword and we kind of all know what's coming. Right. My problem with the Magnificent Seven Okay, basically, there's, they're calling it the Magnificent Seven. There's seven guys. Things blow up. It's a Western. Okay, that's fine. But what's how are they changing it? In this, they brought in these four women to do it, mm-hmm. but they played to their strengths. They made it their humor was on display. Yeah, right. Just like the old guys' humor was on display. So, I mean, you don't have to rate it. it, it, it mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll see with this. You know, I mean, if it's... And I, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what the look of it is. Like, I want to see what they're... And I think this is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I want to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah. But it could be cool if they, they bring a period piece out and you see, you know, old planes. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I love the Rocketeer. I, I'm all for more Rocketeer and more... Uh-huh. Rocketeer. Yeah. Um, well, and, and the other thing is, I mean, I just, and I mean, I, I don't know anything about the Rocketeer, but mm-hmm. I just got done reading a book about the Tuskegee Airmen, mm-hmm. and there was a whole right. core of um, African-American pilots, right. many of whom were pilots and trained engineers, like mechanical engineers and so forth, that were selected for that program. And I, I might be way off on this, but I, I know there were some women flyers there, oh, were there? too. Okay. That, well, see, and that that goes to my ignorance of well, and like, I could be off. Like Fact checked yeah. it. I want to. Yeah. I want to say that it was either that or. But when they were talking about building these bases, I mean, there there was, you know, there was this whole there was this whole group there. Obviously, the racism of the time kept them out of the spotlight and the ability to fly as much as they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It it just 
it could be interesting to see what they what they do with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, before we get into uh, lesson zero, did anybody get in touch with um, The Rock and see if he was willing to do our um, He-Man movie that we came up with? That was the best casting ever. <laughs> that was, and I'm, I'm so glad you guys are in the room so that I could say that. And the best part was when you were just like The Rock. What did you say? Chris Hemsworth, and then if he's not available, who would the second guy be? And you're just like, what'd you say? The Rock, and then it was Vin Diesel, Diesel. Was and Vin Diesel oh, yeah. for Skeletor. Yeah, and you're just like, well, that's it. That's all I got. My list is done. <laughs> wow. And then you guys are like, this is gonna be. We gotta cast this. We gotta make this happen. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Loved it. Yeah. Love it. I he didn't respond back, but I did tweet The Rock. Nice. And I was, and I was like, hey, if you're not doing anything, yeah, he, <laughs> I'm busy with Baywatch. He man, he man needs yeah. to be made. Baywatch round mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. There you go. Which I'm gonna have to see. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to admit it. Oh, That's like a Baywatch movie. Total guilty right. pleasure, though. I'm gonna go. I'll probably have to go by myself because mm-hmm. ah, my brother might go with me, but my yeah. wife is out. Oh yeah. With a big tub of popcorn and just <laughs> laugh my butt off mm-hmm. because it is gonna be so. F- I saw another preview the other day. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to <laughs> see that. I know, man. Because awesome. he does. I love when The Rock does wrestler rock eyes mm-hmm. in a movie. Yeah. 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 I still don't even know how he does that. I mean, That's awesome. Nice. Awesomeness. All right. All right. Well, well, thank well, you, Pat. I'm glad you approve of our... Yeah. Not that you need my approval, well, but I approve. No, no, no. I, it's nice to we have another opinion. Constantly seeking your approval. Well, because we were very into it, but, you know... Oh, yeah. We, as, as soon as <laughs> it was just over... Just a couple of guys talking about a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, as soon as it was over, it's like, was that... Was that as cool as we thought it was? Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah, I, I think listened. it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was as cool. That would. If I'd that, love to see that, if that were to happen. redone with effects from today too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not that they did a bad job. No. Yeah. It was, but it would be the. It would be like watching, you know, Star Trek Four and then Star Trek Six, where they transition from practical effects to mm-hmm. digital effects. Mm-hmm. It would be that. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could get actually get a He-Man transformation kind of thing going here. They could even like they could digitally like what they did with um, Captain America. They could digitally right. make the Rock look smaller and weaker, and then when he pulls out the sword and he's a little power grace skull, that whole thing and transforms, then he's in full on you know Rock uh, physique. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Dwayne, <laughs> <laughs> let's go, buddy. <laughs> we got to make this happen. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started with less than zero. Um, very, very quickly, and, and this can come up a little bit later, and, and a heavy sigh from, from Pat over there. We'll get into it. I'll be okay. Okay. Uh, I did tweet out, by the way, we are we are accelerating towards 600 followers on Twitter. Yeah. So we got Woo-hoo! a lot of people following now. So. Might lose a few after this podcast, but well, that's okay. Well, that's all right. We've got, uh, we've got some cushion there, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, We've all got a little bit of cushion here. You know. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm just, I'm just thinking of the Spinal Tap song. Oh, no. Was it because when Jeff was doing his thing on the stage? Yes, was, you were uh, talking about Spinal Tap. Hey, there he is. Speaking of cushion. Got to edit that out. No. That's hey, How's it going? Miss Carolina. She's not here. I bring it and she's not here. I know, she's not here. Jeez. Well, she found out you were coming. That's true. <laughs> I get that. No, she'll be a trivia, but That's okay. Not here. All right. This happens, man. All right. Well, we were just bringing. There's no one there to we receive were just, it. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's all right. It's, that happens to you a lot, doesn't it? Sorry, my life. <laughs> oh, hey, Dan. I had a How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Can't tell you, it's confidential. <laughs> Dennis, you're my favorite customer. <laughs> hey, doggy. <laughs> Oh, All right. Want to play football? Uh, <laughs> what did it say? Room? I read that. You did see the it? you saw the room. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. No, but I've seen parts of. Oh, then you haven't seen. Oh, yeah, I, know, I, I don't, don't know the whole. Like I don't know Rotten the whole Tomatoes. They have to say. I know where you're coming. And they say in there, "Is this? Is that the other thing?" And you will never look at a football the same way again. It's like the end of this critical review. I like when they go running through the park and they're still throwing it. Yeah, it's go for a jog, but you're gonna throw football as you're going. Then the tuxes. Imagine throwing football. There's a trailer on. You can see that line. Just see that line. It's the whole movie that line. That's where I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish it was better quality, like, like you know, like, like 4K. But Did you find it on YouTube? <laughs> really? Really? 4K would make it better quality? <laughs> really? The That's disaster, what would make it better quality. The Disaster Artist trailer looks really interesting. I missed some of the detail on Tommy was so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> smacking sounds on the John just hated that film. I hate the whole <laughs> Okay, so here's the question. You want to just crawl in a hole and die. You and the room versus Pat and less than zero. Where is there oh, more wow. hatred? I hate the room. He hates the room. I'm just like I feel like I said before, like it's the bathroom that you miss and then you can't go and then all that. That's how I feel about that. Well, I'm, I'm actually gonna read your quote. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh I right in time, man. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, well, you're here, you're here, yeah. All right, so this time around we're doing Less Than Zero. Came out November 6, 1987. Rated R for many obvious reasons. Uh, was a one hour and 38 minute runtime. Director was Marek Kanievska. Kanievska? I'm going to get that wrong. Uh, another country where the money is, a different loyalty. Producer was John Avnet. Did Risky Business, Fried Green Tomatoes, The Three Musketeers, Black Swan. Jordan Kerner was another producer. Did Fried Green Tomatoes, Three Musketeers, and The Mighty Ducks. Marvin Wirth was an uncredited producer on this one, died in 1998, did See No Evil, Hear No Evil, and Malcolm X. Writer on this one, the novel, was written by Brett Easton Ellis. He also wrote American Psycho, The Informers, and Imperial Bedrooms, which apparently is a sequel to Less Than Zero. So, Pat, if you really want some more Less Than Zero, you can go check out the other book. I could do that. That could okay. be one course of action. Yeah. One course of action. Yeah, it could be. Mm. Uh, another writer, the writer of the screenplay, was Harley Payton, who also did Bandits and Friends with Benefits. Music was done by Thomas Newton, who also did Revenge of the Nerds, The Lost Boys, The Great Outdoors, Shawshank Redemption, Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, and Wally. Not sure what the budget was for this one. Couldn't find it. Box office was twelve point four million. Andrew McCarthy played Clay. He was in Saint Elmo's Fire, Pretty in Pink, Mannequin, Weekend at Bernie's. Jamie Getz played Jamie Gertz played Blair. She was in Sixteen Candles, The Lost Boys, ER, and Still Standing. Robert Downey Jr. played Julian. He was in Weird Science, SNL, Back to School, Chaplin, Ally McBeal, and Iron Man and the Avengers movies. James Spader played Rip. He was in Pretty in Pink, Mannequin, Wall Street, Stargate, Boston Legal, The Office, The Blacklist, and Avengers: Age of Ultron. So you had a little Iron Man, yeah. Ultron action going on here. Uh, Tony Bill played Bradford Easton. He was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Barbed Wire. Uh, Nicholas Pryor played Benjamin Wells. <laughs> Barbed Wire. That was a classic. That was a great movie. <laughs> when does that movie come out? I can't wait for that to talk about it that year. Uh, what was that, 95, 96? I got a few years. Somewhere around there. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the No, movie. no, that's fine. Um, so Nicholas Pryor was also in Risky Business, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1, Damien, The Omen 2, uh, Beverly Hills 90210, the 90s series. Donna Mitchell was Elaine Easton. She was in The Exorcist, The Rookie, The Ice Storm, and Boiler Room. Michael Bowen played Hop. 
who's in Iron Eagle, Beverly Hills Cop 3, Kill Bill 1 and 2, and Walking Tall. There's another rock movie for you. Uh, Sarah Buxton played Marky. She was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Sunset Beach, the TV series, and The Bold and the Beautiful. Brad Pitt was an uncredited, and I totally missed whatever scene he was in. Yeah. Uh, he Me was too. an uncredited partygoer slash preppy kid at the fight. Um, role in the movie, he was in Thelma and Louise, Johnny Swade, Cool World, A River Runs Through It, Legends of the Fall, Seven, Fight Club, and a whole bunch of others. Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave this one a 54%. Audience gave it a 63%. Uh, Ebert gave it four stars, Pat. Good for Roger Ebert. Uh, Siskel definitely gave it a big thumbs down. Uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader said, Ed Lockman's cinematography is letter perfect, as always, in its handling of light and color, assisted here by Barbara Ling's flashy production design, but it's a pity to see it wasted on such claptrap. TV Guide said, this is loosely based on the novel by Brett Easton Ellis. Less Than Zero refuses to take the risks necessary to capture the keen social observation of the book. Cinema Score gave it a C+. There are no awards for this movie. Quick summary, Clay Easton is an Ivy League freshman home for the holidays, but not everything is as he left it. His best friend Julian has been sleeping with his girlfriend Blair and is making his own white Christmas with the help of his cocaine addiction. As Julian's life begins to spiral out of control, Clay tries to find a way to save his friend. Clay is coming home from college, home to Beverly Hills. Who's he going with? Nobody. <laughs> and to his two closest friends. Do you ever think about me? All the time. Well, you've been away for a long time. I've met a lot of new and interesting people. This is great. The three of us together again, seeing you. Home to the rich. How's MIT? It's weird and stimulating. All you have to do is relax. I'm going to pay you back. All you need to do is trust me. I don't want to trust you, Julian. I just want my 50K, all right? The beautiful. You don't look happy. But do I look good? <laughs> and the out of control. I think Julian's in a lot of trouble. This cannot go on forever. You owe me a lot of cash. What's going on? I'm serious. He disappears, nobody knows where, and then he comes back like nothing ever happened. You've been busting your butt for Julian since day one, and it's a waste of time. Do whatever I can. I'll do whatever it takes. Where is he? Is he what? You? Leave us alone. Julian! Everyone is accountable. Make me understand, Julian. I really want to understand. Sometimes you can have anything in the world your heart desires, except the way it used to be. Andrew McCarthy, Robert Downey Jr., Jamie Gertz, James Spader. Check me out. I'm going to make a serious comeback. Great. Less than zero. So apparently, originally, Brett Easton Ellis hated this movie because it really didn't have anything to do at all with his book. Um, but I guess he says he's watched it several times since then, and he has decided he's okay with it now. Like, it captures the youth culture that he was trying to capture in his book, even though it doesn't get the characters right, according to him. Um, you know, he does feel like it did capture that kind of drug culture of the 1980s better than any other 80s movie did. Okay. Um, cinematographer Edward Lockman said that the completed picture was originally a lot edgier, so it was actually more intense than this one. Um, but uh, 20th Century Fox felt the property was too edgy and they had limited the budget and they wanted to tone down the movie and kind of make it more commercial audience friendly. Yeah, I read uh, something about it. They focus grouped it with like 15 to 24 year olds. Mm -hmm. And after that focus group, they reshot a bunch of. Maybe like 30% of the movie or something. Yeah, with a bunch of stuff with Robert Downey Jr. and Jamie Gertz. 
was reshot. Like that opening graduation scene was came out of that focus group because they wanted to soften up some mm-hmm. of it, I guess. They want to make him more... No, appealing is not the right word. But, no! Yeah. More sympathetic. Yes, sympathetic. That's probably word a better word. word. Yeah. Um, and here, I, I think this is probably one of the saddest things, and we were talking about this earlier when we were talking about it. Um, Robert Downey Jr. has said that this movie was the turning point in his own addiction. Uh, and here's a quote taken from an interview with him. Until that movie, I took my drugs after work and on the weekends. That changed on less than zero. The role was like the ghost of Christmas future. The character was an exaggeration of myself. Then things changed, and in some ways, I became an exaggeration of the character. So, unfortunately for him and his drug addiction and everything else is fairly legendary, but uh, this apparently was the movie that caused him to tip over the edge, and we were talking a little bit earlier, like, that's kind of sad, because you would think you're in a movie where you're seeing the extremes of drug addiction and what it can do to you, and ultimately your character dies yeah. from this drug Which addiction. Weird that he, yeah. Weird that that would then cause him to take his addictions even further, as opposed to just, you so pull back. I, I guess so. All right, well, I want to just kind of get us started off here. I want to read what Pat texted me the other night. Um, and I, just so you know, I didn't do it at real time when I watched it. I waited mm-hmm. six hours until I was sure everyone would probably be awake. And, okay. You know. Well, you texted me this at like 1.30 in the afternoon, so. Okay, all okay. right. So you, did, you must have waited a while. Yeah. Um, all right, so the first, I think one of the first texts I got from Pat was um, maybe like an hour before that, and his text was, did anyone like this movie? Yeah, I saw that one. So then I, then I knew something was up. Um, and then about maybe 45 minutes to an hour later, I get this one. Yeah, and this is from Pat as well. Yeah, I'm sure it's a very well done movie. I just feel like when you're on a road trip, have to take a dump but can't get to the bathroom in a timely manner. Then you no longer have to poop but get a stomach ache that lasts the rest of the day. <laughs> So, Pat, let's start with you. Um, How does this movie make you feel? Yeah, it makes me feel. I just, <laughs> uh, humor aside, it it, uh, it 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 just it just it was like a stomachache. It really did. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss the movie. And I mean, you guys can talk about camera angles and themes and writing and all this kind of stuff. But I think it's just it just depicts this very sad side of reality of life and as a father I find it terrifying and it's I don't think the movie was meant to entertain okay um, I don't think the movie was meant to entertain I was definitely not entertained by it it was just it was I suppose you could say disturbing just seeing this guy completely self-destruct in the complete uh, inability of his family and his friends to do anything about it and you know so so yeah I mean I, I it really wasn't quite an enjoyable movie <laughs> and so no I, I really didn't like it and obviously I'm not gonna take a shots at you know their acting because I think you know the acting jobs were pretty darn well done otherwise I would not have reacted the way I did it's just I just got very caught up with the characters and just you know found myself raging at um, that at that whole situation and, you know and you'd like to say oh well that was 30 years ago and you know drug problems and everything like that and you know, look look how far we've come. But I mean, you know, you go driving by the high school, and I see all these signs up, and I'm like, "What are those signs saying from the high school?" And it's basically a, if you, if you host, you you'll lose the most. Mm-hmm. A note to parents of yeah. you know, don't give their kids alcohol. And you know, what are we dealing with now? Well, we're dealing with heroin overdoses and all this other kind of nonsense. 
Um, you know, and so I, I just, yeah, that the whole, the whole scene, the whole everything, um, I just found it disturbing, sickening, and and all that kind of stuff. So that's didn't didn't find too much positive to take away from it. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't want to bury my head in the sand and say, well, that doesn't exist because I mean it's the complete opposite. I mean, I see that out there, and I just I don't know why I would want to go, why I would want why I would want to go see it on the big screen mm-hmm. and watch it. So that was my reaction to the movie. First, I just want to take his first comment. Um, offended by the, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you guys might go talk about the angles. And the light. You, you film nerds, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's not. No, 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 no. I always say that. Like, well, you're, you, uh, you know what he says? It's like all the technical, the film angles. The, uh, you well, guys can talk about all that you guys, you guys nerd like, stuff that you talk about. You guys don't. I'm just gonna go by the movie. It just it wasn't good. <laughs> the whole dumb thing, you know. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> if you want to go and. You know, get all excited by whatever well, you, camera they shot you, it at. You do your own, you film things, you do the, I don't know, man. I can't figure out which end of the camcorder to look at, you know? I'm still talking about camcorders over here. I don't know what I'm talking about. Jeez. <laughs> Go ahead, jerk. <laughs> Go ahead, film nerd. That's it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, I think I see her. You know, I. I the acting, I think, was good. So, yeah, you look, yeah. you can break it apart by all that. And I do get that point. There is, I, I liken it to this film called Unbreakable. Or, no, sorry, irre- not Unbreakable. Wrong film. Irre- irreversible. Rever- reversible. Reversible, that one. It was the one that was that I've talked to. I think, you know, Jason knows this one out there. It was just, it's one of those films that when you watch and it's made, you go, why did I just watch? Like, how has this made me feel better about the world? Sort of mm-hmm. feeling like you feel what? Now, that is the intent, I guess you could say, from from one standpoint. You know, I don't know, like, but but I get what he's saying. When you watch, it's not an enjoyable film to watch in the, in the sense of like the mess. You know what it's about. Now, it's like watching the traffic. Room. You saw or you didn't see traffic. I did see traffic. Now, traffic you like. Or is it the same how, feeling? Well, because there's the same sort of feeling I think, I in that. Feeling I think yeah. it's yeah. a much better film. Yeah, I because I, I could see it. I, I like the way it covered all the different angles of things as well. And this one, I didn't really, I don't relate to that kind of the the, yeah. the Hollywood, you know, drug parties. I like that. That's just not my world. I just, I'm gonna step in for a second. Irreversible has Monica Bellucci. In it. Yes. But you do not want to see that. No, you told me about what's in that movie. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to see what happens to Monica. Yeah, no, I know. I heard about that. But yeah, it's just another disturbing movie. Yeah, and, and when it's all done, you're just going like, okay, I just saw that, but now I feel worse about the world. I don't feel better. Like you said, it scares you to a degree. Like a parent, a yeah. parent. And, and, and there is that element to this where it is that scary that you get to this point. So You brought up Traffic. Traffic is like, I think, the high cinematic version of this type of movie. Yeah. Did you ever see Crash? Yes. Or Go? I didn't see Go. Is Crash the one with... Crash no, I heard about I heard about that. James Spader yeah. is in Crash. Yeah. Holly Hunter... It's, um, yeah, I've heard of it. I need to see it. It's on the There's list. a couple different crashes. This is a different crash. It's not yeah. the one that you're... Right. Not, it's, not the, it's not the Sandra Bullock. Yeah, the no. one I'm thinking okay. about not is the, from 96. Oh, okay. It's, okay. it's actually got an... It, it achieved itself an NC-17 rating. Oh, okay. yeah, James was, Spader was being yes. nasty. Um, the only reason I bring <laughs> those up is I feel like... It, it's, it's interesting because my wife and I have this conversation a lot. What is... Is film an art form? Mm-hmm. And all art isn't meant to appease and enter, and uh, entertains the wrong word. Um, 
make you happy. Make you happy, you know. Yeah. So at what point does the thing you're watching, at what point does entertainment go away? Mm-hmm. Like You can still be entertained by something that's dark and twisted to a point. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone has a different breaking point mm-hmm. on that. And that's why I asked about Go and Crash. Because Traffic, I think Traffic entertained so well because it was so, I mean, some of that all was so good. Stories yeah. going the out. And the way and all not to out. nerd out on the film stuff, but <laughs> the way they made Traffic was awesome, too. I mean, it's like yeah. a cinematic. All the camera thing. angles and the, the, the yeah. color that they used oh, in it. Oh, yeah. Yep. God, it was so good. Dirty sort of color, yeah. You know what? Okay, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. This guy works in the AV department. On You're the drag teacher, and you, you like, you know, what? you take your, send yourself, you send yourself, you sell, you know, you, you sell your, your time, you go film things, you take pictures and all that. This guy's the tech I, I don't coach. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, all I'm yes, saying is that you guys know what I'm talking now about. Now you have to ask yourself, Pat, is what came first, the chicken or the egg? Us talking about it or you mentioning it? I don't know, I don't know. I'll figure that out once I figure out the end of uh, uh, a never-ending story. Okay, oh, let's see, you know. But, Which, by the way, had really good cinematography. Yeah, <laughs> the angles and I wanted to, as Falcor was flying overhead and the. Yeah. Yeah. You guys just wait. The next time you jump into that, the, the lighting, in, the lighting in the, in the dumpster. Yeah, the, it's yeah. fine. I'm gonna sit over here. <laughs> you have anything I can take to relax? Okay, do you have anything I can take? But uh, the reason I brought up Crash yeah. and Go is I feel like they're more filmatically on the level of this movie, where traffic is kind of out there. And better, um, but you haven't. Doesn't sound like you saw it go. I did. I have not seen those. Well, it's a, and now that you mentioned crash, that crash, and this is going to make me sound like I just read horrible things. I, which maybe I do. You were a junior um, high language arts teacher that's for true. a long time. Um, yeah. the, the book. I read the book of Crash because okay. because yeah. I, I like I, that sounded familiar to me. But I was thinking the Sandra Bullock crash, right? Which and then when I went to go look this up, a little disturbing too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but not but not like this thing. one. Well, yeah. In the end. Yeah. yeah. So as I'm looking up this one, I, I looked in, and saw the, the one of the writers is J.G. Ballard. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've read that novel. So, and I think I read that novel around about the same time I read this novel, oh, the okay. Less Than Zero novel. Similar. So it's like all, because wow. I think I was. going to a dark period in their life? Yeah. It, was, it was college. <laughs> Ooh, so an experimental yeah. period in your life, maybe. How'd you pay the bills? So, hey, now. Are you ready to work for me tonight, Dennis? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I just I'm just gonna say I'm jumping ahead. I'm like, what does he do? Like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I wonder what he's doing. And then they showed him just like, oh man. And it's not mm-hmm. like and, and, and my and guess it, is the book goes into detail about what happens in those rooms. The book I'll talk about that. And, and, again, I, and I'm jumping ahead. Movie, and again, I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. took an interesting tact on that and mm-hmm. sort of said, okay. The the thing yeah. is, I mean, and, and the thing I want to say, and it's this nothing to do with like homophobia or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I looked at that and it was just like, oh, dear God. I mean, when, when someone is so addicted to chemicals, mm-hmm. and I've, I've heard the presentations, I've read the mm-hmm. articles, we've had our police officer come in and talk to the mm-hmm. kids and just say that it will completely rewire you mm-hmm. to the point mm-hmm. that you will do anything mm-hmm. to get that well, next it fix. It doesn't have anything to do with homophobia because it's he's being forced into it. Yeah. That's, that's not even And so I'm saying, right. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm just you, saying yeah. that, that that was disturbing, not because of anything like yeah. that, but just... That the guy's being what he that that situation that he he's he's being forced into, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you could say by the drug dealer, but yeah. it's also the drugs that's making, and and again as someone that's a father, mm-hmm. what and they showed the scene in traffic, and as someone that like I mean I get I get really leery about even and Dennis we've talked about this about taking like so much as a Tylenol when I got a headache you know I'm mm-hmm. to see that and think that wow there's something out there that can 
rework your wi- your wiring to where that's the depth to which you'll fall. And cycling back, and that's why I said I don't I don't know if I in any of the texts and all the jokes that I said I never don't know if I ever said this is a bad movie. But that's when I said, does anyone like this movie? Mm-hmm. And that's I was only a half hour into it. Like, which ways is, is there? Does anyone get any enjoyment from this? And it is. It's just it feels like I've got the stomachache that I can't get rid of. After seeing what was enjoyment's an interesting word. Like now at the ending where they go away, you know, like he's gonna take Blair, and does that do any? Does that help you at all? At the end of the film, where it's kind of Mm -hmm. somewhat of a, you know, he died, but yeah, but now these two are gonna go off, and hopefully she'll be okay and go with him, and And, yeah, hopefully, you know, I mean, is any of the apparatus in place to support her? What kind of family does yeah. she oh, have? I don't know. I'm just saying, family? it seems I mean, like he's more hopeful than her. You know, I don't know. Well, do you? Okay, so at the end of the movie, do you picture? I, I figure there's one of two scenarios: they go off and they have this bond from being through this tragedy, and they're, you know, mm-hmm. the two of them are able to support each other and move through it. Or the bond is based on the tragedy, and as soon as they're in New York, it's, you know, the whole thing blows up. What do you like? What do you picture when you watch when you see the end of that? I don't know. I I didn't quite see the. I didn't quite. To be honest with you, I didn't even think about the future. I didn't think of a where they went off to go. You know what they what they did. Because so, his whole his whole thought is if I take and he was thinking this about Robert Downey Jr.'s mm-hmm, character too. Mm-hmm. If I take them with me out, is to get them out of the Los Angeles drug culture, the, mm-hmm. the Southern California drug culture, then they'll be fine. Because it's the, all about where they are, not yeah. who they are. Well, see, and that's, and that's the, thing. the question. Is and that's, the, is it? And, and well, and that brooks to how do we, how do you solve the drug problem? How do you solve right. someone's addiction? Can you move them away? Can you, mm-hmm. y- you know? Well, and that was and and this movie, kind of brought it back up too. And I think we were talking about this earlier. And I think I kept getting confused between blow and traffic. And I think it was traffic. Oh, that's was another one. good one. Yeah, but yeah. I think the one I was thinking of was the yeah. was the girl who no, ends up. Being, getting into the prostitution yeah. to pay off her debts. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, how I know this person, but I know someone who went through the same thing with their teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. She got into, you know, not anybody that, that we know locally, um, but she got into drugs, and then in order to pay that off, she ended up in yeah. prostitution to try to go through all that. And and so it made, it made traffic hard to watch, and then it kind of made this hard to watch as well. And it was some of the some of the same kind of stuff is, you know, they wanted to pull her out of that in the real life situation. They wanted to pull her out of that. But they also knew that she had this connection to these dealers and these other people. So do you pull her out of that? Does taking her out of that location and out of that situation solve the problem? Or, you know, the only other place they had to bring her was to their house. But they've got other kids. So can you bring that? And, and shelter that person within your own house. But then are you endangering your other kids and the other people around you by bringing someone into your house? And, and, and how do you deal with that? So I think to kind of answer, you know, my answer to that is, can we enjoy this movie? I don't think it's meant to be enjoyed. I think it's, I think it's more of a commentary that's just saying, hey, this is out there. And if you don't know this is out there, then you've got to open your eyes because it is. Mm-hmm. Um and I wonder if the novel for this was written in 85 and the movie came out in 87. So I'm wondering if in some ways this is a little bit of a, you know, up to this point we've had these 80s movies that are fun. 
And we think of 80s movies as being like these fun movies, like Back to the Future, and you know, all these like, kind of upbeat, you've got all the John Hughes stuff, and it's, you know, these are the problems that kids have, the John Hughes-type movies. I'm almost wondering if this is more of a, well, hey, look, there are bigger problems out there, and there really haven't been any movies that have addressed this up to this point, and if you don't think this is happening, boom, here it is right in your face. Mm-hmm. Interesting so I, timing. That might be... That we're doing this with mm-hmm. all the conversation about thirteen reasons why, and, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and then the one, the the other, when you're getting back to your question of like entertainment and things like that, and art form, and is it also can it serve as a as a sort of public service announcement? You know, mm-hmm. sort of a thing. You know, is that message that it makes you feel like when you watch a PSA on, on TV, a public service announcement? Typically, it's not going to make you feel good about whatever it is. If it's something that's a bad thing that wants you to stop, it's going to shock you. It might scare you. It'll look at you. You know, it wants you to kind of be a little bit disturbed so that you're like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is the movie point to that? It doesn't glamorize. Exactly. I don't think so. I mean, I, mean, I, think, I think it's there was showing a you the bad. Little, but but it, at the beginning, yeah, it definitely. at the beginning it does. But that also could be like the whole thing of how, okay, that culture looks good, but look where the movie ends and look how you feel at the end of the movie. You know, you might see the party part, but then at the end, this is how the movie ends. What's the, what that pit in your stomach is there. That's the reality of it. So, so I don't, I don't think I had as harsh, like, like the reversible movie, that, that thing, um, like I don't get the kind of I don't get that one. Like I, that one when I play it for the way you're supposed to, I just I don't like I don't see the value in that one at all. Like that one's much more of a struggle for me. So that line is definitely there for me for that movie. It's like Serbian film, whatever mm-hmm. they, that you read the synopsis to. It's like I don't that I don't see any redeeming value or quality or point or art to that. I just see that as mm-hmm. something disturbed. Mm-hmm. And the excuse is art, and the excuse becomes. Oh, we just yeah. You know, so that's so for me, this movie still fits in movie category. It mm-hmm. still fits in energy. It's not a story you want to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. I already get that part of it. I'm not into any of that. So for me, it does it, it does scare you a little bit because you think of oh my god, what if my you know your kids slip into this or so that is scary. So it 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 definitely is a, a, a more disturbing film in the sense of the uncomfortable feeling as a parent or something. I think for me. But it's mm-hmm. like personally, though, I could watch the movie and I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm just depressed. Mm-hmm. Is there we, we've kind of been dancing around this. Is there anything redeeming about this movie? Is well, it is it redeeming because it's kind of like a PSA? Yeah, I mean, or, that's the only thing I would is say. That is that the only thing that makes it redeeming? A warning, yeah. Like, yeah. And then, Look at it as an R-rated after school special and, yeah. you know, this is your brain on drugs. Mm-hmm. This is how you get sucked in. in. This is how it can make you behave. This is what it could get you into. Mm -hmm. These are all the things that you might stoop to. Um, And then this is ultimately even even at the end when you try to, you know, still the damage might already be there. So it's not like I, because I think that's him dying, you know, like him dying is just, it was too, they kind of were getting him out of that, but it was too late. It was still already the damage done probably to his heart and to everything else. And, and, and so it's not like, oh, I'm just going to party for 20 years and then I'll just be fine for the rest of it. For some people, that impairs them for the rest of their life. And those choices you make then aren't just, you know, for that time period. So I don't know. I, I, I think there is redeeming some value into it. So I don't, I don't have as big of a strong of a reaction. I do see it's an uneasy film. It's not something you want to watch again. Um, but I think that it is, there's value in that. Mm-hmm. Unlike the other films that I mentioned, where I I don't see it, that yeah. line is clearly drawn there for me. And I and I never said, and all the joking no, and all that, no, I never no, said no, there was no, never no, any. No. 
Yeah. You know, I think some people like to have their head messed with in movies and entertainment. Some people like to be scared. Mm-hmm. That's not my thing. I think you do like horror movies. No, no, no. I like I like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like I don't like disgusting, violent horror movies. I no, like but a like good thriller, good right. scary yeah. thriller, good. Yeah. Yeah, but like I'm not a big fan of like classic horror movies just mm-hmm. for the sake of being scared. I want something. This is not my thing. Mm-hmm. But some people love that stuff. Yeah. I think this is another one of those categories where some people are like, okay, like it's kind of a, a mind screw a little bit, just mm-hmm. watching the whole descent down in. And then some people are screaming at the TV, wondering why, 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 why are you bothering to help this guy? You can see that he's not, that he's unsalvageable. What is bringing you back to this? Yeah. This, this well, character. And, and I don't know how many times it was just like, you know, how many, yeah, four or five times he's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, we try to keep speed him back. Take the guy to a hospital. It's, I mean, it's, you know, he threatened it halfway through, 30, 40 minutes and all that kind of thing. And now this gets into the, the conversation that we had earlier about, you know, about treatment and all this kind of thing and how accessible our treatment centers and all that. Well, the scene with his dad. somebody. Right. The scene with his dad. His dad says, you lied your way through rehab. You, I, I don't remember mm-hmm. the full line, but yeah. he basically goes on to say that he's already been in rehab at least once, mm-hmm. maybe twice, depending on mm-hmm. how, you, how you read the line. But yeah. well, uh, it, 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 Dennis made a great point. Can you force, I think yeah, people have part. to be ready. Right, yeah. To Back to what you were saying about, you know, sometimes with movies like this, people like this kind of like they, they like their head to be messed with a little bit. And I think that's why reading, reading these books around about the same time, it was around about the same time, probably early on in college, I had read um, Bright Lights, Big City, which ended up being another uh, 80s movie. Uh, Jay McInerney was the author of that one. I had read this one, Lesson Zero. I read American Psycho. Um, I read Crash. And so there were a whole bunch of these like, 80s, kind of like these 80s stories, but it was kind of like a mess with your head. And I think the reason why, I don't even know if I want to say I enjoyed the books because they are very intense. And the book is way more intense than this movie. It was, I mean, it's much darker. It goes to a much darker place in the book. And I think that what I appreciated, I don't want to say enjoyed because I didn't enjoy it, but what I appreciated about the books and part of what I appreciate about this movie is giving me giving me a chance to experience a side of life that is not the way I grew up and is not a side of life that I ever plan to experience. But I don't have my because of a movie like this, I don't have my heads in the head in the clouds about it. Like I can I can watch this without having to experience it's not, it nothing personally. First hand experience. Right. I don't want pers- first hand experience of this. Kind of get through and get an idea. Right. Of what but then but then I can is. I feel like I can be so this is what redeems the movie for me. And I'm not saying I like the movie, because I, I think that's the wrong word. But I think this is where the movie is, is redeemed a little bit for me is I can watch a movie like this and while I don't like it and while I don't like what the characters are going through, it gives me a chance to watch something and say Okay, now, having seen this without having to experience it firsthand, I now can maybe empathize with people who go through this a little bit better. Because I don't want to experience it firsthand. Mm -hmm. I have no plans to experience it firsthand. But if I want to be empathetic towards people that have gone through this, and I don't, within my circle of friends, 
nobody's ever gone through anything like this, well, except for a couple of examples, but mm-hmm. um, nobody's ever gone through anything like this. So this is my chance to experience this without having to fully experience it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I come from when I, and and I don't, you know, if I had to rate this movie, I, you guys have all said you thought the acting was good. I don't even know if I thought the acting was good. I think Downey um, was. I th- I th- Robert Downey Jr., I think James Spader, James Spader and Spader Robert Downey Jr. were good. Yep. Andrew McCarthy... So so. At moments, um, um, Jamie Gertz, not so so. Eh, so so. Yeah, so so. They were both so um, so. You guys are a judge of acting talent to me. I mean, I was. Well, because we're. Oh, I just we're, think Spader. We understand it more technically than you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, from a technical <laughs> standpoint, Paul almost got sucked into that. By the way, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but Spader's just good at being a creep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, period. Yeah. That voice of his, that yeah. whole his yeah. whole demeanor. Is, Who do you think you're talking to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so good, and mm-hmm. it's so funny because I have not seen a lot of James Spader's work. Mm-hmm. I've seen Crash, I've seen Stargate, and I've seen The Blacklist mm-hmm. and Age of Ultron. Well, yeah, but then um, obviously in Stargate, he's not an evil sob, mm-hmm. but he plays evil so well. Mm-hmm. Like I can see some of the stuff. Like, some of the stuff you see in his Red Reddington character was in this rip, and I've had trouble reconciling James Spader's general career, but he is a good ass. i got to watch more stuff where he's evil Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I question, and I'm going to say it, and it's going to sound arrogant, and I'm getting into the movie. Again, I'm not going from the... This is different than the, like the acting standpoint of things, but I mean... I look at that and I wonder what could the parents have done differently or what could the friends have done differently and I play through in my mind like okay in that scenario how would I act and I'm going to say that sounds incredibly arrogant because there might be people out there that God forbid have lost it, lost the child and say well what else was I supposed to do mm-hmm. I mean you know and we all I can't speak for everybody but I mean you know I don't have to go that far to you know kid down the street that od this person that's struggling with drug family you know and all that and that's why I find I find it terrifying because it's like that's that's like the one thing that really worries me about having kids. I don't know. Were you? In the, someone was asking me if I'm going to let the kids ride a motorcycle. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. let, let my kids r- ride a motorcycle. And and to me, I can't even. It's not a matter of let for me. Like I don't. You know, that doesn't even and like that in my worst nightmare. That doesn't even come into to play. What freaks me out is this whole thing mm-hmm. I, and and it always has and that that is that that has just always terrified me and i look at that and i just think you know what the dad had thrown the kid out but that was the same dad that was just sitting there when he was drinking the champagne bottle after the high school graduation mm-hmm. yeah what did he say to him or maybe it was the mom said something um Exemption for t- there was a line right at the end of that graduation scene where the parents were just like, "Ah, oh, it's high school graduation. Have fun." Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean that that and that kind of parent enabling thing. Yeah, that happened in the eighties. It happened in the seventies. It happened in the sixties. You know, it's happening today. There's still mm-hmm. the signs hanging out in front of the high school saying, "You know, don't you know mm-hmm. if you provide you." I was about to say it happened in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, and it's sort of like I, I, I just that that was I revealing a little bit too much there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> Bo and I knew each other in high school, right? So. <laughs> and you know, and I don't want to go so I don't want to go so far one way that you know, okay, kids are going to do, you know, kids kids will do stupid stuff, and you know, but where are the parents to? Yeah, what's what's going on right there? Mm-hmm. Like, when do when do parents 
take that back seat that, okay, let me see that Facebook post. Okay, where are you going? You know, and mm-hmm. I just, yeah, you know, you're not necessarily there to be your friend. And again, I'm sounding her, and, and I know bad stuff can happen, and that's why I'm terrified and of, of, you know, in the years to come, what that's going to be like with, with my own kids, you know? Well, and the difference between letting your kids ride a motorcycle and, and parents allowing the kind of stuff that we see in this movie is, and this is maybe a, a oversimplified version of this, but letting your kids ride a motorcycle, I mean, that, that's dangerous, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change who they are. Mm-hmm. Whereas you see the characters in this, they get into the drugs, they get into the, and it, it kind of fundamentally, <clears throat> Dennis, I don't know if you said it this way earlier, it rewires their brain. Like they become a different person because of the drugs and because of the, you've got all the lying and you've got the stealing and you've got the, it's just, it's a totally different person and it's like you don't even recognize. Yeah. And then it's almost a fight, you know, when, when you said this, this person is so far gone, do you just, do you chalk them up as a loss? Because, well, this, we can't bring this person back yeah. to what they used to be, so cut our losses and, you know, save the people we can save and that person's gone. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, I, and I, I I could imagine doing that with a kid. I couldn't imagine doing that with a friend, you know? And like and you that's said, where this movie, you know, it's their friend. They're thinking back. And I think even they, they sort of said, what, show the picture at the end with the back when they were happy, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I think that's sort of, you know, that's why you don't let that go because you keep thinking, well, this is that person. So I don't want to give up on that person, even though I don't see them anymore in here. I believe that they have to be inside there somewhere. And, and the problem is the drugs do alter everything so that you don't, you know, it's changing your chemical makeup that you don't, you don't get back who you were you know it's one of those sometimes sometimes it just changes people so much that you don't recognize who they once were and that is the this the, the danger and i think that's the message too at the end with the like, here's these three happy kids and now one's gone and these two we don't know what's going to happen but um life sucks type of thing like at this point it's sort of the feel like you know when you make some bad choices mm-hmm. and, did, and did the dad's choices cost you and did the dad and not all dads but in the dad depicted in this film but all oh, you lied your way through rehab Okay, so did you bring it back? No. Or did you just give up on it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and so how many times, how many times, maybe you're bringing them back every year. I mean, the dad in the film didn't look like he was hurting for money too much. And I know that I'm not, I'm not relating that to everybody everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of the thing, too, is, you know, they were perfectly willing to, to cut him out and... And they thought they were probably doing the tough love or the cutting, you know, some of that, right. just that type of, yeah. And and I think when you were getting a little bit of that that idea of, like, you, you don't know that experience to that degree of that situation, but it does give you a little bit more of empathy of some for somebody, you know, mm-hmm. um, who's going through that where you just look at them as a stupid person who made this choice and that's your fault, well, tough, you know, but now you do get a little bit of empathy for that situation and that plight. It's not just so simple to lock somebody up or they're an idiot. Well, it, well, like you said, it's not a matter it of... It makes it more of a human yeah. thing and you get to see the lives. So that's the benefit of the movie too is you actually see the lives. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like... It's like it alters it's, and changes and affects not just that person but everyone around them. Yeah. You, you know, someone that drinks too much, it, 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 you know, at a, I don't know, a college party, a work party, or whatever, and then they get sick to their stomach, and oh my god, too many shots tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid behavior. Grow up. Someone that's an alcoholic, that's not just someone being stupid or mm-hmm. someone that has you know weak, no will. I mean, that's 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 something that needs to be treated. You know, someone that gets addicted and so strung out on drugs, that's. You know, that's is that like you said, their brain is rewired. So, like, and I think 
you know, a movie like this or, or you know, when you really see what the, what the issue is, someone that gets that strung out on, on drugs, that's not someone that's, what a loser, what a moron, what an idiot, what a, you know, that's someone that's incredibly sick and needs to be treated. Yeah. So... And now the James Spader character, and like you said, he's great at playing this because, you know, I can't, I, I hate the guy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's the guy that's the scumbag. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the guy that's, and that's why we'll cycle over. That's why I will not watch one episode of Breaking Bad because, I mean, well, you know, I mean, I think we had this conversation mm-hmm. and, and you said, well, it sure makes you think because, you know, well, what happens if and what happens this? And I, I haven't seen it, so, you know, whatever. I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna, Just leave I'm it not us to us film nerds to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'll leave it to you guys. I'll leave it to you guys. I mean, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's, I'm, I, I'm sure it's wonderful. But I'm, I plan, I plan on focusing in on the production design and the. Uh, the, 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 the locations that the they costumes. used were just really yeah. good too. Really Scouting right. must have been awesome on that. I'm a stickler for the casting directors. Like color grading, color grading is really good too. Mm-hmm. I just like the color grading. The negative cutter. <laughs> I want to just if, say, if Mo Henry's not the negative cutter, then I. I just want to say, I just want to say, since you guys are railing on me for that, go back and listen to the uh, what's the one, uh, uh, um, not Blue Velvet, the one where they uh, they have the little, what is they it? cut the River, whole River's Edge. No, not River's Edge. Robert De Niro's in it. Hey, we're all in it together. Uh, we did this movie. It was a last year movie. Um, and, and it's like the first time the girl mentions necrophilia at the end. You're like, whoa, I never thought I'd hear that in a movie. And it was all like imagined. And it was uh, um, the guy that he's associated with, Monty Python, was involved in this. They cut the hole in the floor oh, yeah, and they dropped yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, uh, the. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were watching. I just want to go on the record saying okay. we were watching Brazil. And I, mm-hmm. I think, listen to that or one of the other podcasts. And I said, you know what? There's something to do with the color. And I, I don't fully. And you jumped into this whole technical thing. And you jumped in. And I was like, well, yeah. So before you guys give me this hard time for. Well, yeah. If you want to talk about Brazil, I mean, the stuff they did with the film in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about you know, that's what I said there you go Pat's a big jerk alright okay. that's fine are we doing favorite quotes yeah go for it Okay. my favorite quote from this movie is yeah I'm sure it's a very well done movie I just feel like when you're on a road trip you have to take a dump but you can't get to a bathroom in a timely manner then you no longer have to poop but get a stomach ache that lasts the rest of the day yes. favorite quote from this movie that's, that's actually my favorite quote as well real eyebrow <laughs> are you happy Blair you don't look happy do I look good? <laughs> that kind of sums up. Yeah, the, the it does. portion of the movie. It really does. I think it's yeah, yeah. All right. So maybe consensus is maybe not a movie you're going to enjoy. Would you? Is there ever a time you'd recommend someone watch this movie? Or if not, is it like we've kind of said? Traffic is similar, and some of these other movies are similar. If not this one, is there? If if somebody wanted to watch a movie like this, would you recommend this one, or would there be another one you'd recommend they go see? For me, I don't think I would recommend. Just because, again, kind of like, if I knew somebody was me, I don't know if if fit somebody who really looked like the character. I think that maybe I could like somebody who's into the rich parties, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then maybe like as a little forewarning of like, look at this lifestyle looks really, you know, that maybe. But I think if in a general over uh, over the drug issue, I would I would pull, I would put traffic on before anything else. I think traffic. What I liked about traffic was it did a great job of, of different angles. 
different arguments. The kids argument to the dad in the car about wait, oh wait, these people, mm-hmm. you know, and he did that whole, and it really it gives it a, 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 a it's not a bam anti drug. They're just bad, stupid people. It 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 it. it addresses all it just does a really good topical i think job of doing everything but at the same time maintaining also those good guys and i and i think there's got to be the good guy in there and i look at like benicio del toro's character good guy you know good guy and and don Cheadle, good good guys like those are the guys that i i identify with like that's i want to be them in that movie like that's where i would be i would be this guy i wouldn't be the guys who are turning over i wouldn't be the guys who are that's and you want so I think by showing somebody that you you want to show somebody a movie about drugs like yeah, I'm thinking future I don't know like your questions like future kid you know, like your kids for a dream or your kids growing up or something like that at what point do you want it like you know I want to show them a war movie I show them you know yeah. um, Saving Private Ryan you know and and just gives it a different view of war and there's some heroism in there but mm-hmm. there's also the feudal you know just I, so I think that's a good one in the drug topic. I would definitely pull traffic over this one by far. Like I just think it's a better, well-rounded film and addresses things. And there's still some. The fight goes on, and the fight is also about what do you do, and he has your choices. You ultimately, it comes down to your choice. Such a big problem that if people made better individual choices, it wouldn't be such a big problem. But why do they make those choices? And, you know, I just think it's a better, more thought-provoking film. It's also more current. Yeah. I think some of this, I think a Seems little dated. bit of this movie is dated. Dated, yeah. I don't know well, if it's... it's well, I, mean, the, I mean, it's very much about the... The drug culture 80s, of the 80s, culture, yeah. I think. Drug culture, the, yeah. Rich yeah. the rich people. The rich, the mm-hmm. rich. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and almost more of like, like the Beverly Hills, like the, yeah. the right. Los the Angeles. So it's almost the, very... But now I think yeah. that's supposedly still going in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. And I'm sure they've graduated to even more yeah. designer drugs. You know, she makes the joke about the... Too much speed in the cocaine, but mm-hmm. huh. um, I think that's the other problem with this is it is very dated in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that party doesn't even make sense if to someone born after nineteen ninety six when they see that party with the random TV screens mm-hmm. and all the goofiness. They're going, "What is?" <laughs> You're not going to show this to your kid and say, "Hey, guess what's going to happen?" I mean, is that they're? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have my own personal 14-year-old or 15-year-old or 13-year-old at home, but you show that to a kid, I'm thinking the first thing they're going to be like is, if they're uncomfortable with the discussion anyway, it's going to be like, Dad, that's a, like, they're, they're, they're going to get hung up on that stuff yeah, before they see, see the, the deeper. Yes. Mm-hmm. How does it fit Robert Downey Jr. fans, basically, in general, most of us? It'd be nice if mm-hmm. he had a suit that could fly. Yeah. <laughs> How does it fit in, a, like... We're talking about recommending it for someone. Someone who hasn't seen it but happens to enjoy Robert Downey Jr. Like, is this something you say, hey, you should see this. Like, if you're a Robert yeah. Downey Jr. fan and you want to see it. If you're a Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. fan, yeah, yeah, you see it's such an early part yeah. of his career. You know, it's yeah. early on. And then they also tie in with his personal demons well, right. and stuff. Yeah. It's a great, Just, uh, yeah. Did he ever say when he finally got clean? Nine, well, 2003, yeah. when he kicked it for good. Yeah. The big rehab stint was 96. Yeah. But 2003, his wife said... Basically, she said, "Me or the drugs." Yeah. When did when did the first Iron Man come out? Two thousand eight. Okay. Yeah, it was before that was his big return. That, that was kind pretty of his first big, really, singing really de- big singing movie. detective was like the first movie mm-hmm. after yeah. drugs, but then it didn't really yeah. get big till Iron yeah. Man and, and stuff. I mean, there's a, there was a time when he couldn't they couldn't cast him because they couldn't afford to write the liability check yeah. mm-hmm. for the insurance to even have him yeah. around yeah because they were afraid he might just you know 
And God, he was just like, I think the butt, of, you know, it became like Charlie Sheen where like it was oh, yeah. just the butt of all mm-hmm. the jokes of Robert Downey, Robert Downey, anything that had to do with drugs. It was just like the butt of all jokes. Drugs and hookers. Yeah. It was Robert Downey yeah. Jr. I mean, yeah. Saturday Night Live had a field day with yeah. him for a little while. Yeah. Everybody did. And then he totally, yeah, turned around. So it's that's good hope there. It's, you can turn they, around. They show that in the end of Traffic. Doesn't the girl start speaking? Doesn't she at the end of traffic? Doesn't she end yes. up speaking yes. to? At a, at a, she's at a uh, like a um, a support group or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the parents are there as well, supporting her. So, he he resigns. Yeah, a new person takes and over, I gets guess, up, and says what he said at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I just that that not the, just it's goes like on. It starts again. Well, yeah, the war on, on that whole the war on. I mean, you got to take care of demand before you worry about supply. Mm-hmm. I, I say, but no one asked me, so what do I know? But I, I like, I thought the end of traffic, really. That you were asking about that hopeful nature of this one. You know, what what did you have that gave you hope in this movie? And it was just like, your best friends just flopped over dead on you in the car. You know, your girlfriend's messed up on drugs. You know, I mean, there's nothing. I didn't like. He got her out of there though, so there's a chance. Did he? Oh, I'm saying. We, she said she wanted to go, yeah. so she was going to go out go. east with go. I think it would have been worse if she said no. Well, they don't, and they didn't have any drugs out east, so she'll be okay. Well, Good and that's point. my whole point. Like, see, when you remove someone from this, is that yeah. enough? Right. But it's well, at least enough from that scene. Did, so, I mean, the, the, and again, it's how you interpret it. Like right. You interpret it as it's I mean, a glass can, half full or a glass half You know, right. you can look at it as, okay, there's a shot. The theory, um, I guess the theory is when you're where you're doing it, you have your connections, you have your hookups. Too easy. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, at least I mean, harder, look at, yeah, he, he he tries to go and quit the guy, and he holds the pipe in front of mm-hmm. him, and that's all it takes. You'd be surprised at what you can do. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, the movie with addiction, did you see the one where Denzel's a uh, pilot? Um, flight? Deja, or flight, flight. Yeah, did you ever flight. see Flight? Yeah. No, well, I have not seen that. I've heard good things. That's, yeah. that, is a, that is an incredibly good movie. It really hit. I mean, yeah. you stop me before I do the spoils, but I mean, yeah. it hits. It hits the addiction, not quite on a traffic level of drug, like the whole picture, but it it looks at individual addiction. Yeah. It's just chilling. You have some phenomenal performance. Don Cheadle's in that one too, right? Don Cheadle, Tom, not Tom, not Tom Skerritt, but the president from um, National Treasure. That guy, I think he's in it. That's Tom Skerritt. In one of them, it's Tom Skerritt, isn't it? Uh, no, it's a guy that looks like Tom Skerritt. He also plays Christopher Pike in the right. uh, new Star Trek. That's right. It's that not guy, Tom Skerritt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, John Goodman is in it. Bruce Sorry. Greenwood is who you're thinking of. Okay, Bruce and Greenwood. I was mistaken. Okay, I don't see Cheadle on the first page. Yeah, I don't know if Cheadle was in it. In Alaska, he might have been in there for Brian. Who played the, who, who played the other lawyer? Roger Mitchell. No, Don Cheadle's in there. Oh, he is. Mm-hmm. I just had to keep going. Hugh Lang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I had to get to the second page. I don't know. Yeah, Hugh Lang. Yeah, there he is down there. Yeah, no, I had. I, I never. Did that, one, that one. That one is a really. It looked good. And it hits that that addiction thing from just the, and and they they depict in there like the way that. Um, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but again, it's it's just like you said, the environment and how many different factors you have to control. And I've never worked in an addiction like center. I've never worked in a mm-hmm. um, place like that. But I, I mean, 
Yeah. I don't know that the whole the whole idea, and it's each each man's opinion, you know. Uh, but I mean, it's like the end of that movie. It's like to say, oh, they went off into the sunset. That 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 would make me that would make me not like the movie. That just seemed a little bit too. Well, I don't think it's and, and I, somebody I think criticized that. Like it would seem like a too happy ending. But I'm like, but it, I didn't think it was a happy ending. I think it's there's. Oh, I didn't get I don't, like, they have a Somebody long way to go. I read something thought that it was like oh they just kind of wrapped it up with you just okay you leave and you go off and everything would be fine. And that's how they interpret it. I'm saying I don't think they they uh, it's not known what happens. But there is at least that attempt to go in that direction, mm-hmm. which therefore makes it more of a, a, a as happy ending as you're going to get there, if you perceive it that way. Yeah, again, what happens when they get there? Does it change? We don't know. But the point is, at least she's not there. If she stays there, not a happy ending, clear. Mm-hmm. Right? If she stays there and doesn't go with him. But she goes with him, so there's a chance. And it just ends on that. There's a chance. I don't think it's a cheesy, happy ending. I think it's a vague ending with some hope embedded that maybe things get better because yeah. some bad stuff just went down. Yeah. All right. Well, on that hopeful ending, is there anything else we want to say about Less Than Zero? Or? Mm-hmm. No. We good? If you did a remake today, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be in it? Who would you have as the uh, production designer <laughs> the, if the you did rock. a re- who would be your cinematographer if you did a uh, remake of the right. Less Than Zero? <laughs> you guys just wait, man. Just wait. Just sit over here. I'm going to bide my time. Robert what Downey software Jr. were they editing on the now? Mm. I'm like, uh, yeah, what, what software were they editing on? Would they do Avid, Avid or would they do Final Cut Pro? Avid. I would do Avid. Yeah. And what kind of machine okay. would you want to do that on? What, kind, what, what yeah. RAM? And what? Would you go to get the... Would you keep it in the 80s? Because then what you want to do... Would you do it on film? Is it still a period piece? Would I mean, you do, do it on you film or would you do digital? Is the party more rave style now? Than, it could be, you know, some weird thing, or or fire is it a hipster party? Cars. Like, I mean, if you're doing it current, it could be hipster too. Got a firebomb your car. It's like office space over here. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> is that a magnet on a hard drive? Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't know what to do without my stapler. Burn the place in. <laughs> That's fine. That's Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> the brake pedal goes all the way to the front. <laughs> Vin Diesel. This is glue. Strong stuff. <laughs> Ving, Ving Rames is the bodyguard for the for the. Uh, Email Hirsch. Oh, yeah. Email Hirsch could be Robert Downey Jr. There you go. Hmm. Who's Email Hirsch? He's, he Hirsch. He's um, you know, it's for us. <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell you. It's for us to know. It's a secret. It's a secret. Tony <laughs> McGuire. <laughs> yeah. Rough punch. Maybe. Okay, we were talking earlier about movies redone for we should, women. It should be jo- maybe, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We haven't cast him in anything yet. the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an all-female cast of Less well, Than Zero? Well, except for the you got to have the boyfriend to play the, yeah. the Jamie Kurtz yeah. mm-hmm. role. But yes, I okay. think you I think you told me. So I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt should be Jamie Kurtz. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> we put him in everything. why not? <laughs> yeah. He can still play a 20-year-old, right? Yeah, sure. How are you doing, Pat? <laughs> doing good. Well, Pat, you might be excited Plotting to know that. to take over the world over there is what yeah. I think's happening. You might be excited to know that we're going to be doing Project X probably next week. Ooh. Weapon X? Not Weapon X. No, 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 no. Slightly different. X. Slightly different. Yeah. This, the, so the, cool. the, um, 
Matthew Broderick. Matthew, yeah, Matthew Broderick from, with um, uh, Claws. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Broderick with Adamantium Claws. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. No, this yeah. the, it's almost like a War Games esque. Yeah. Game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that a really good aspect ratio. Yeah. Was that? Wow. A, was that? A, did they do a sixteen nine or was it a four three? Four two two, I think. Four two two. Okay. Two twenty. Two twenty one. Whatever. Two twenty one. I don't know. All right. Well, technically, we're planning on doing a. Uh, Project X episode next week. We also are going to try to do a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at some point soon. So um, Unless Pat cuts everybody in the podcast. Unless Pat kills us all before we leave the room. Um, <clears throat> runs us over this motorcycle. What are you doing? Take a picture of Pat in that position. No, picture of Pat. Make, make sure it's from a good angle. So it's the last picture on are his phone. The, the rule of thirds. There you go. Put it back on your podcast. Yeah, there, we can put and that the on the podcast. the cops find you the last picture. We can, we can tweet that out. Like I've been having to go to the bathroom all day and I couldn't. And you couldn't because you watched this movie. Uh, all right, so in the next couple <laughs> So in the next couple of weeks, we've got uh, Project X. We're probably going to do Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, in about two weeks, we are going to be doing our show on the original Star Wars, because oh. it will be the 40th anniversary. So, b- gentlemen, block out like three hours. That's what right. Do. Actually, we can't, because later that night, I'm going to see the new Alien movie. So, we're going to have to wait. Oh, wow. Just you're going to see it. Keep it to a couple hours. Jump maybe. right into Covenant, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Well, I'm a, Scary huge, I'm a huge Alien fan, so... Just the Alien franchise never really hooked me in. I did see Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Prometheus so, was okay. Yeah, sir. Yeah. This has more Second Alien? alien? Was the second second one, right? Was the good... Which one? Alien. Aliens? Aliens. From 86? Yeah. 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 Wasn't that the best? Oh. I think that was the best. Well, I, I'm, like, I like the first one. First one's good. Yeah. Second one is gooder. Second one. It's gooder. <laughs> is that technically a word? The, the cinematography was gooder. It's a much gooder. It's a much gooder. It's the goodest. Cameras detected. Yeah, yeah. it's the goodest. Like we wasn't even here for the live, die, repeat, and repeat thing. Oh yeah. We'll tell him about that later. Mm -hmm. All right, Uh, and then to finish off our month, we will have adventures and babysitting. So if you're looking forward to these movies, um, you can let us know. Give us some feedback on our website, on Twitter, on all the social medias. We are three zero podcast. So Twitter, we're three zero podcast. Instagram, Facebook, all those different places. Website is three zero podcast.com. And uh, in the meantime, be excellent to each other and um, just say no. Is, is that the right way to do it? Just say no. I mean, we're still in Nancy yeah. Reagan, just say no time. Well. I mean, that was very 80s. So. Yeah, remember that? The just okay. say no. And that just say work. no. And just say no and drive east. And everything should be fine. Technically, everything will be fine. The cinematography improves. And every, it, 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 the whole thing <laughs> much better. That's right. The further east you go, the cinematography gets better. Guys, just mm-hmm. wait, man. And the costume <laughs> and the and the costume design is awesome. Pat, who's your favorite second unit director? Second unit director? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about those things. Who's no, your favorite gaffer? <laughs> Are we still talking about movies here or what? I'm not Yes. It's either movies or something. <laughs> I would have asked that question when they brought up the second unit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> It's either something with movies or it's somebody from the Shire. So. I go into Project X. The next thing you know, there's a second unit. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, the Shire. Yeah, wasn't there a character called the Gaffer? There might have been a Gaffer. I think there was, was a Gaffer. See, see. The answers to the big unit. Oh, okay. <laughs> the big unit. Anyway. <laughs> I don't want to have to edit anything else out here, so I'm just going to say, be excellent to each other, go watch some good movies, and we're stopping now.
guess where this is. That's that's Dennis's email. Bigunit at gmail.com. <laughs> don't encourage. Oh. I warn you. This is a small office. We don't have room for the big unit. And a pretty good gaffer, too. Gaffer. He's the guy that's the camera guy. Right? Or is he the one with the suction cups? I'm not sure. <laughs> Isn't there suction cups in the film with the thing? What? I don't know. I don't either, because I thought you guys were the technical one, but of course then we make fun of Pat because he's not the technical. But then, you know, do you know what a gaffer is? Actually, he asked who your favorite gaffer was. He asked me who my favorite gaffer was. You could have said Bugs Bunny. He said Bugs Bunny. Porky Pig. Exactly. He brought suction cups to confuse us. Well, I thought they, don't they use those in movies? They have suction cups to hold stuff to the wall? <laughs> what is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This movie did rot your brain a little, didn't it? <laughs> it did, guy to hold suction cups for a while. Might Big answer, film production. Might Asian. answer to Gaffer, but not sure. No, seriously, the Gaffer's the camera guy. What are the camera guys? He drives the thing Google that the camera guy sends on? <laughs> I'm gonna Google it. Because I'm gonna Google suction cups on the wall. Right. I can hang stuff on my walls with suction oh, yeah, cups. Google, Google, Google suction cup movie and see what comes up. <laughs> film. Find suction cup film. You might not like what comes up when you do that. <laughs> <laughs>